You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the Avo group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday, where we're going to be talking, uh, we've got a few things to talk about. Um, but it's brought to you by schoolbookkeeping.com. Our each show unfortunately doesn't have the uh, the school of bookkeeping uniform on uh, because she's not with school bookkeeping. <laughs> she's she's playing Kate today. Yes. <laughs> so um, so we have a couple things that we want to we're we're shifting gears a little bit um, and our uh, we're going to start a new uh, a new series um, which will ultimately turn into a course on schoolbookkeeping.com and um, Carrie what are we gonna what are we calling this this course that we're, we're actually creating well we're going to talk about anything to do with payroll so that yeah. our, our our students will feel comfortable in different aspects of payroll and as our normal three-minute videos go they'll be able to pick and choose where they feel uh, weakness which may be the whole thing may just be one thing so Right. And, um, and when, and what we realized we, we, cre- you created a course bookkeeping fundamentals, right. And what did, what did you learn, um, when you, as you were creating is sometimes, you know, as the, as the teacher, you end up, you end up learning, learning something in that process. Yes, exactly. Because, well, the bookkeeping fundamentals just gives you a lot of vocabulary around bookkeeping and then it empowers you when you're meeting with your clients and, uh, and so that's the purpose of that. And then payroll fundamentals, we want to do similar, similar um, process there. But yes, I did. As I was going over some terms, I had to tighten up some of the areas that I felt a little weak in. And as I explained it to the, in the video, I became better too. So we all can learn together. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, you know, payroll fundamentals. And that's why we have Rachel with us, who's uh, subbing for, for Kate today. Uh, with with ADP, uh, but we also wanted to talk to Shauna about um, a, a partnership opportunity that we've been um, we've been talking about with her. Um, and, and in general, you know, we wanted School of Bookkeeping when we, we first took uh, took this on. We wanted School of Bookkeeping to be kind of a Netflix for accountants, right? You know, same kind of idea uh, f- with Netflix, right? You you have you have a a subscription base where you can log in, you can binge all you want. <laughs> we just don't ask you if you're still watching after four hours, right? <laughs> it just keeps going, going on and on. Um, but that's what we, we were originally thinking is that we would, we would have school bookkeeping be, be that for, for accountants, bookkeepers, and, and potentially uh, small business owners, right? It'd be just a way to, way to people, for people to get, log in, Learn some tutorials uh, and 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 get back to business, right? And we never wanted to be um, industry specific. Um, I mean, there's just too much to know, right, Carrie? I mean, there's too a, many. It's too many. It's an encyclopedia <laughs> of 
knowledge. So we're, we're trying to cover that first layer real good, fill all that in. And then, and then, you know, what we were thinking is that, you know, there's people that are out there that have crafted a a niche for themselves. And then that's ultimately what you, what you want to do in this industry is, is find a niche that, that fills you with passion um, and, and the, the customers and the clientele and, and get in, uh, get, dive in a little bit deeper. Right. And, and as one or two people, um, you know, creating content on school bookkeeping, we're never going to be able to go to all that, that great detail. Uh, cause one, you know, we, we don't have that clientele that we've, <laughs> that we dive in, div in, dove, <laughs> dove into, uh, to be able to do that. And uh, so, so we're actively always looking for, um, you know, accounting professionals to, to partner with where we can take on the kind of the, the fundamental burden, right. Of, of uh, the edu- education piece of that. And then when they get to the point of, okay, I really need to get into the, um, the nitty gritty or the nuts and bolts, um, you know, we have someone that, that we can, that we can partner with. And so we're going to start this process with Shauna. So Shauna, tell us a little bit about your, your, your story, like where, where your, your, your business that you're, you've created and, and what you focus on. Um, so I have, uh, I went on my own about, um, seven years ago and created a bookkeeping firm. I tended to, uh, I went in the direction really willingly or unwillingly in, uh, into the direction of working with, uh, contractors and designers. Um, job costing is something that I really love. It allows me to be a true nerd. Um, and, um, recently decided that I wanted to be able to continue to grow my business after meeting or I guess getting to several milestones. Um, but I didn't want to grow any more internally because I'm, um, I'm kind of overdoing a bunch of administrative work for my um, internal work. So um, I also wanted to still be able to help um, accounting professionals. I'm on a lot of accounting um, platforms in Facebook um, and try to help where I can because I was very lucky to have had several wonderful uh, mentors before I went into business for myself. Um, And I know for a fact that a lot of what the advice that they provided me is why I've been able to get my business going and stay going for seven years. Um, So I want to be able to pass sort of that their knowledge and what I've learned as a business owner along um, and sort of help promote um, and work with accounting professionals that are interested in continuing sort of the educational platform. But I didn't want to invent the wheel, <laughs> Re, you know, when there, there was already a, a platform for it, uh, which is what um, this partnership is. So um, I'm super, super excited for uh, this opportunity. And I know that it's going to be um, a really amazing tool for um, when we have accounting professionals become members of um, this new business, which is called the uh, Bookkeepers HQ. So the, the idea or what, what you're focused on is uh, accounting professionals who, who want to um, want to 
dive into the 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 construction niche right or the contractors or okay, the construction niche where i mean i work with a very a variation of clients i just have i have the majority of my clients or construction or subcontractors or designers this platform though is for any kind of niche that you want to come in that you have experience in it is not specific to a certain niche we obviously like you mentioned, it's something that's important for us to find within ourselves, find that uh, that what makes us happy, what we enjoy working on the most, um, and then really just go gung-ho with it um, because everything that I have now is a result of uh, all referrals, not through advertisement or anything. So um, that's one of the things that I want, I'm trying to push within this uh, new business that we're starting um, is that it's not about, <laughs> it's not about you or your brand. And it's important as an accounting professional for you to continue the education that you have, um, because all of that ends up being a big investment for your clients. And while the investment time-wise, especially the last couple of years with all the SBA and tax laws, uh, calls that we're all having to deal with, it's all beneficial to your clients. And that's what in turn becomes the reason why I get referrals is because I think I go the extra mile for my clients and they look to me for that advice, but it's also, it pays back with the referrals that they send. Um, so, you know, we're not here to get rich quick. This is here for us to um, do what we love and help the people that are in a new business owner or even an experienced business owner but needs a little bit of extra guidance and maybe they didn't have that before. Maybe they were trying to do it. Um, and I work with some of the most unorganized uh, group of um, entrepreneurs, which are contractors. <laughs> so I'm very used to the nitty gritty and, um, and really trying to dive in and educate them. And that's what I love. Yeah. And just like, just like, uh, you know, the example that I used of, you know, we're, we're a Netflix, right. Um, you know, we know that uh, Hulu's out there and uh, <laughs> Disney Plus and, and uh, Amazon Prime. And so uh, so you're creating a, you know, sometimes, you know, you need to have multiple streaming services. Um, and, and that's where this this kind of partnership helps out is that, you know, you know that Netflix content is there for for those for those folks. But then when they need that, uh, that more of a, a mentorship. Um, that's where that's where you you come in right and so referrals just, I'll be offering uh, doing referrals for all of our members um, as well so I, since I'm not interested in growing too much more internally myself I'm turning down about five or six uh, referrals on a monthly basis right now and they're all referrals from existing clients and I that I hate that I hate having to turn them down. But I, what I hate the most is I don't have a lot of other accounting professionals that I'm confident enough in and know enough about to be able to refer them to somebody else that I know that they would be in good hands with. So that's sort of what this is for, is for me to have a better idea, have a better basically book of business. And then I can take these referrals that are coming in. And then as this business grows, we'll be advertising more to get more of the outside referrals um, to come in and, and place them with the person that is educated enough and, um, and loves what they do and, 
And that's where the niche part comes in too, because that's one of our questions for all the members when they come in is what is it that you like to do? What niche do you enjoy working with? Um, so that's a big part of it. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a way for you to clone yourself, I think is what I'm, what I'm getting out of this, right? Probably too many more Shauna's, but <laughs> I think but you, a lot I mean, of people. But I, but I get that, that because I get that because sometimes you want to make sure because your name is on the line when you're when you're yeah. referring just Look. as much as the person that's being referred to, yeah. and you want to make sure that that handoff and that transition is is not something that that comes back to you, right? Yeah. I want to feel confident in the handoff. I want to feel confident that they're going to have, and then I want the accounting professional that gets that new client to have the support of, if you have questions, you can come to us. They've got the continuing education platform. They've got the know, the how to's and stuff like that. And then we're going to be doing based off the membership level, we're going to be doing, um, podcasts and, and we're going to be having a, you know, a wine Wednesday Q and a session where you can throw out some questions and wine. You're talking my language. Day day drinking. (laughs) I'm hoping for like I'm hoping for like just a more relaxed environment. I want people to come in and be very honest. And um, you know, you're you're not in business for yourself for seven years and heard some like some mean comments or you know you have to be able to take the good, bad, bad, and ugly. And that's what, you know, that's what that part, that platform is going to be for is I want to hear what you're suffering, what are your struggles and what do you need help with and what are your frustrations within this industry or just the process of business ownership or everything like that. Sounds so great. where do people go to find out more information about, uh, about this program? So they can email us at maincontact at thebookkeepershq.com. And our website is set to go live along with our Facebook sites um, and our Instagram and LinkedIn sites. Everything goes live on March 1st. Um, That's when we're really going to be pushing and advertising for the um, membership so we can get enough membership enrollments and then we can start doing the referrals um, come April 1st. Nice. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us. And uh, I've been asking all the questions, Carrie, do you have a. (laughs) I just say, I mean, as I've been a pro advisor since the beginning of the pro advisor program and, uh, and I, my, my niche was just doing implementations. I never, I would occasionally fall into taking bookkeeping jobs. I really didn't want to. Um, But if, if I did, this is a great platform. And then, you know, I could give you those referrals. So it, it sounds great to me, you know, when we come across those as well. And I never, I like you, I, I don't, I don't have that network of, though, this is a bookkeeper that I trust to send it to. Um, but it's nice to know that you're going to take them to the, take them further so that we, we have that stamp of confidence. So I, I'm excited about your venture and looking forward to seeing it grow. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm super excited about it as well. <laughs> Tired, but excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and you're welcome to stay uh, for the remaining of the workshop if you want, or you can drop off because I know you, you're, you're, a, you're a busy lady with uh, trying to get everything uh, to go live by March 1st. <laughs> but, um, but we're going to shift gears and talk, okay. to, talk about payroll. 
Mm. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your time. I really uh, appreciate it. And I'm super excited about the, the partnership. Thanks, Shauna. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Wednesday. <laughs> Don't forget wine. Is that wine before or after the workshop? I mean, or during. <laughs> or during. <laughs> All right. So we want to talk about, a little bit about um, what is what is payroll, right? And, and, and that's just our, where we're going to start off, you know, because, you know, in, in general, the, the payroll fundamentals course is just going to be almost like a, a glossary, right? As, and that's what we're going to be doing is, is going through the, the, the topics. And so we thought we'd just start off with the fundamental question of what is payroll? And, and Rachel, since, um, since you talk to small businesses and accounting professionals all day about payroll ever at ADP, what is payroll? Absolutely. Ask you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks, Dan and Carrie. So first thing I would say is it's a very vital part of any organization. It's typically what keeps your employees coming into work. Um, but more so than that, payroll is, you know, how you're paying a lot of the vital taxes to the IRS and to the state. So as much as many people see payroll as just cutting a check, there is a lot more to payroll, which is, you know, kind of the premise of this course as well as many others to follow. But for me, I think about employee classification. I think about taxes. I think about the method of actually paying paying the employees, deductions, garnishments, you name it. Um, there's certainly a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, to your point, it's, it is more than a paycheck, right? <laughs> I mean, that is just one, one aspect. You know, there's, a, there's a, a creation of the paychecks, and then there's what happens after those paychecks are created, what, what needs to happen there. Um, Gary, you, you spent a lot of time cutting your teeth on payroll implementations <laughs> um maybe chipped to... a tooth <laughs> yeah exactly so when i went through my cpa journey and worked for cpa firm they threw me in with the the tax payroll tax return group and i learned from i learned that way backwards and then how in the world do you get there you have to do these returns but why how did you get there and um and it's just a lot to unravel, it's a big part of a budget for a company. If you want to succeed and you want to keep staff, you cannot mess up a paycheck. If you want to lose someone really fast, try screwing up their paycheck. It's not, it's not <laughs> advised. So to me, winging it and figuring it out as you go is sort of scary. You want to make sure you have a team behind you that knows what they're doing. Um, and we've recently started working with ADP for that reason. Even though I've been in business since on my own since 2010, I feel like their resources are top notch. And I understand a lot about payroll, but I don't know what I don't know as well. So um, it's, I don't know what's the, um, there's a lot of statistics around payroll, Rachel, I'm going to throw you some questions. Like, what are the percentage of people that get caught with having to pay penalties because they didn't, they didn't understand it? So I don't know, I guess, the specific per percentage on penalties, but I do know that they say every 3.5 seconds, a labor law changes. Um, and so it's just like, <laughs> that's a crazy statistic to keep up with. Um, so I can imagine the penalty rate is pretty high, especially with, you know, everything with COVID and the amount of challenges that have occurred this past, you know, two to three years. And because I know how, that how, how much, how, how, what's the question I, I want to ask now? Oh, um, 
how 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 many times can you say, "Well, I just didn't know," before <laughs> before that 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 runs uh, thin. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, when you get a tax notice or something like that, they they really don't care, right? I mean, it's, you're it's, out of compliance, and you need to pay taxes taxes and penalties and interest, right? Right. Well, I know working at a CPA firm, we had to assist with those notices. And way back in the, you know, the dinosaurs roaming the earth times, <laughs> you could write an, you could write a letter and ask to have that penalty waived for, you know, for a mistake, for being new. And they generally would, but it would take forever to get a reply. And, you know, if your systems are broken, you're just going to continue to make those mistakes. Um, cash flow can be a mess if you're not doing it right, if you're not budgeting right. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to it that people can mess up. And when we're recommending that someone signs up for payroll, um, at, whether it's the Intuit or the ADP, um, one of the things, you know, if they've had penalties right there, one penalty could have covered for them to go ahead and pay the fee to have payroll run. Um, the, the other thing that a lot of people don't haven't grasped, and we find in our community of pro advisors, is that it's not really a great tool for you to make money on. You can't really mark it up because you have competition with the technology and the software that's doing it more automated, that it's really hard for you to mark up your labor rate and make money on it. That it's been, for us, we just find it's better to just recommend something reputable that, um, so the customer's happy. Yeah, good, good, good point. I mean, I remember, you know, trying to, you know, put a, a an engagement letter together about, you know, payroll services, and and his response was, "Well, I could just order the service and leave you out of it, right?" I mean, like, yeah, you're yeah, like, yes, please, <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> um, Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I mean, I guess in in, in a fifty thousand foot level. Um, when does a business owner need payroll? Like what, uh, when does that come into the, into the, the conversation of, of a business? Uh, you know, cause it, especially if it's like a solopreneur, you know, going into, you know, does, does a single, does a single person need, uh, need payroll or when does, when does it become, I'm paying myself out of my business and I actually need uh, payroll. Uh, Rachel, do you, um, do you have a, a rule of thumb? Yes. So I don't want to jump ahead at all, but one thing I'll say is the first thing we ask people is how their business is set up, because I'm sure this is a course um, that you'll get into, but obviously depending on how the business is structured, some can have payroll, some cannot. So that is the first thing to look at. Um, The second piece I would say is, you know, we work with, you know, a lot of different pro advisors, obviously through y'all and different CPAs across the country. And I would say every partner I've spoken to has a different magic number. As far as when you make this, you should start paying yourself. So I would just say, you know, it's helpful to consult with a CPA or consult with your accountant to confirm what that magic number is for you. But it is an important conversation to have right out the gates when you do open a business because you want to make sure, you know, payroll can be a really big tax play for you to ensure you get additional write-offs and things like that. So it is a conversation you want to have before you've made too much money and then say, oh, oops, I should have, you know, should have done that. Yeah. And it's usually after, uh, after the, 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 the deadline, uh, when, when you can make those changes, right? 
Right. Right. And that's what, I mean, cause you sometimes see people where they've had a year where they've earned so much money, have done nothing and then come to their CPA saying, well, what do I do now? And the answer is typically, well, you have to pay this bill. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They're not, uh, there is no humor when it comes to uh, tax forms or payroll, uh, <laughs> payroll forms, right? It's like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. So in general, and, and, you know, to your point, yes, we are going to talk a, a little bit more detail. We'll have uh, lessons about, you know, structuring the structure of the business and how that affects payroll and uh, employees versus subcontractors. Uh, when do the, you know, where do you draw the line um, about those, those types of things? And, and we'll talk about, you know, poli- policy and decisions that a business owner would need to make when it comes to uh, payroll. So um, that's uh, that's kind of our, our our topic on what is payroll. Um, the last thing we wanted to talk about with um, with the workshop Wednesday is uh, some news. Uh, we uh, realized uh, last couple of weeks. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of push around uh, conversion from from desktop uh, QuickBooks to to online, and there was always this line in the sand uh, when it came to the number of, of targets, um, you know, how much data can I, can I export or, or bring up to, to QuickBooks online? And it was always this, uh, you know, when I was there uh, at Intuit, first it was the size of your company file. If it was over hundred megabytes, you, you, you couldn't do that or 50 megabytes. And then they, they kept growing, which was good. Uh, but for the longest time, um, there was a, a limitation on the number of targets. And it was 350,000. And uh, we just discovered within the last couple of weeks that that number has increased to 750,000 under no fanfare. It was just like surprise. Uh, (laughs) You you now have twice as much data as you as before as you can uh, you can do. Um, And and what this does is it uh, eliminates a lot of uh, large company files from having to scale back their data. But uh, uh, Carrie, you, you might have some opinions about <laughs> the amount of data that you're, that you're converting to, to QuickBooks Online. What, do, what are your thoughts about, about this, uh, this change of, of having more data that you can convert from desktop to online? I guess I'm going to have to bounce a question back to you. So when <laughs> you do bring in the history, which is fine, mm-hmm. when you have to do, do you have to redo all the bank racks? There's things that you have to do that the more data you bring in, the more work you're creating for yourself. Yeah. Um, well, it, it depends, right? So <laughs> when, it, when it, I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh, <laughs> so when you, when you convert data from, from desktop to online, when it comes to reconciliations, the reconciliation reports don't come over, right? So when you finish a reconciliation for, you know, December 31st, uh, 2021, uh, and you mark it complete, QuickBooks Desktop, of course, creates a reconciliation report and stores that always in the print, company file. Mine out. Yeah, always yeah. Those reports don't come over. Now, okay. they're still there. I mean, you can print them out and save yeah. them yourself and then attach them if you want. Uh, the reconciled status of that transaction is saved, and that makes the journey from, from desktop to online. So the, the transaction is reconciled. You don't have to re-reconcile the, the transaction again. Um, 
but the, the when it was reconciled, what month it was reconciled, those types of things don't come over. It's just I've been reconciled, and I'll pick up from from the next point on uh, moving forward. So if you wanted to save those reconciliation reports and attach them, you know, so that they're in the company file, you certainly can. Um, and then from that point forward, new reconciliations will will cause um, those reports to be created in, in QuickBooks Online. But if something doesn't come over, your reconciliation opening balance is off now, right? So if a transaction, uh, a, a check, a paycheck, since we're talking payroll, <laughs> if a pay, yeah. paycheck doesn't make the, the journey from desktop to online for whatever reason, that that transaction is no longer there. So therefore your, your reconciliation will be off. Uh, but it is just a matter of once you find that, you can re-enter that and re-reconcile it. You're back up the bar. Ouch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a good rule of thumb, if I'm hearing you right, mm -hmm. um, is to have your payroll not be all inside of QuickBooks, right? Because if it's standalone, then you can just pick up where you left off. Yeah, I mean, if you're using something like ADP, where uh, where it's out completely outside, those transactions are not paychecks inside of QuickBooks Desktop. They're 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 other transactions that right. typically don't have a problem making the making the journey from from one to the other. Um, but any any transaction that that potentially doesn't come over will affect your your reconciliations right right and i guess and the other problems are that you can run into is if you are in those the the niches the industries that we still say just stay in desktop because you need inventory or you've got such a complex job costing thing working here if you move to online you may be disappointed those are probably some things that have a have a problem like if you have sales orders in desktop, they don't exist in QBO. You're going to have some issues with getting it set back up. So I don't know, a large file. You did say, though, I did see you post about that. You said, even though you can do it, you may run into. So what was behind that? <laughs> what, what might not come? <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, in general, it's supposed to everything that's in the history that's in your QuickBooks desktop should come over and it should match to the penny. Um, you know, your balance sheet and your profit and loss, uh, they, they should, they should match. Um, Probably should have an advanced edition because the others have limitations. Yeah. I mean, if you're using class tracking, you definitely need plus or, or advanced. If you're using custom fields, um, you, you'll want to use uh, advanced to, to take advantage of, of that so you don't have to redo a lot of that um, a lot of that setup <clears throat> use use advanced uh, you know go with the largest uh, feature set especially if you're you know if you're file. using <clears throat> if you have a large file uh, but the advantage here of them increasing the amount is that you know now that QuickBooks desktop has has completely gone to a subscription, um, if you need that history, you can just take it all to QuickBooks Online if, as long as it fits, right? Okay. <clears throat> right fit. We believe in that. So then you can right. turn, once you have it tied down, then you can turn the other subscription off. Right. And then if you need to, you know, like, okay, this was, this was a bad idea. 
Um, you know, go back. I want to go back. Go back. To, abort. To abort. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and we talked and we talked about you know best practices when you are converting from desktop to online. Uh, run them concurrently to make sure uh, before as a trial run before you actually uh, move move everything and abandon ship. Uh, with and your, run those with key reports and yeah. things like that that somebody you might not think about till year end. So make sure all those key reports still operate somewhere so that the decision makers don't get angry for you moving their cheese. <laughs> <laughs> because you can, um, you know, if you if you did bring all your, your data over and, and you're like, okay, green light, I'm going with, I'm going to stay with QuickBooks Online. You don't have to have, uh, you know, a pared down subscription of desktop just to see, you know, historical information because it all came over uh, in, in, in theory, right? <laughs> you know, and I've, I've lived, I've had a whole, whole career of when it doesn't work, right? <laughs> so you've um, seen every scenario. I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask if it works because <laughs> they would call and say when it didn't, right? And nobody called and said, yep, everything worked just perfectly. Yeah, um, Yahoo, it worked. <laughs> you never got those calls that into it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, being on the, the other side of, of, of it now, uh, yeah, ninety-five percent of of uh, desktop conversions they're 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 pretty smooth. You know, from from desktop to online, um, you'll have those things um, come over just just fine. Um, it's just a few things to to look at and and make sure that they they did or didn't. Um, usually, it's some kind of workflow that is in desktop that just doesn't have an option in, in online. Um, I did one the other day where they were discounting uh, invoices and that created a journal entry. And you can do that in desktop, you know, where you go in and you discount basically right off. And all of those journal entries became unapplied. So it's was, it was only, you know, 1400 customers, you know, that, <laughs> that they had to go through and reapply a journal entry to an open invoice. It's just, it's some rote clicking, uh, you know, to be able to do that. But, you know, had they not realized that, you know, had they not done it that way in desktop, it probably would have, you know, done, done fine. You know, it's one of those things where that workflow just didn't have a, a specific, and, and you can't ask that, you know, because you don't, you don't know what you don't know oh, until many. it comes up. Yeah. The, the, and the, what I hear too, I hear the nightmare ones and they're, and it's usually around the inventory and the job costing and the report. So I'm not hearing the Yahoo it worked. I'm hearing the customer is angry because they lost this report or inventory is not working like it should. Where are my sales orders? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, whoops, you just, Intuit's marketing is so strong with QuickBooks Online that, that the customer end user or the pro advisor is believing that they have to make that move. They don't realize that the option is to stay put, perhaps add hosting so they can access from anywhere and they keep those features. So we're, we're constantly educating around that um, as well. So if it's a right fit, great. If it's not, there's no reason to move them just for simplicity. Yeah. And one of the, you know, we could have, uh, could have chatted with, uh, with, with Shauna about this, but um, one thing to, to keep in mind is that uh, billable expenses, you know, when you're using job costing in, in desktop, 
and uh, and you have billable expenses in in desktop, uh, whether you've billed them or not, they will all come over as billable in in the conversion. So typically, you know, and that's that's something that again, you you probably just you're you're not going to ask your customer. I mean, do you use billable expenses? You know, it's going to be a surprise because what happens is is all of them become unbilled. Uh, and you have to then, you know, take care of them uh, because there's now this 1.6 million on the money bar of unbilled <laughs> expenses or whatever. It's a large, it's a large number. There is a utility inside to, you know, to manage those. Uh, but, you know, of course, there's always something lingering underneath. I had a situation where we converted, they had, you know, millions of dollars of unbilled expenses. And the uh, the items that they were that were they were tied to were deleted, you know. So, well, they were they were inactive, so you couldn't use the utility on inactive items. So, <laughs> it was just a lot of things on the click, um, click, click to fix. Yeah, to 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 fix it and get it get it remedied, uh, and they ultimately did. And they're still using QuickBooks Online today. It was just one of those things that they realized. Oh. After the fact, you know, you get you get those surprises. So the news, though, is that now you can do more of that <laughs> because the, the, so instead the, of a million unbilled, you'll have double. <laughs> yeah, you'll have uh, three million of unbilled unbilled uh, expenses. So, um, but that's the that's the news that we wanted to chat about uh, today with regards to the conversion. From desktop to online, the, the, the limitation is now 400,000 targets more than, uh, than than what it was in the past. Now, what a target is, we just want to mention that, uh, yeah. a target is a line item reference on a transaction. You know, it's the shortest example of that. So if you have a journal entry with uh, six different accounts being referenced, that's six targets. Six. <laughs> Got my... I ran out of fingers. Um, <laughs> so you, so it's not the number of transactions. It's not the number of list elements or anything like that when it comes to the targets. It's a transaction and how many, uh, how many different things it's referencing on a so line it, item basis. So if you are using the proper workflow in desktop and you've got estimate to invoice to sales or, or sales order, invoice, receipt, deposit, Boom! All those are those part of the targets as well, or that's yeah. just an yeah. related. So every transaction. So if you have uh, an invoice with uh, with five items on it, that's that's six targets, Ooh. right? And and then you convert, you know, you pay that, right? So that is accounts receivable and uh, you know the deposit yeah. account. So that Deposit. that transaction only has two. Then you right? have to make so, the deposit with all those payments, right? So then you have a multiple you know, a, a, a deposit with multiple payments. So every, uh, every payment that's referenced on there is, is a target. So basically an, a file with a lot of history will have naturally have a lot of targets. Exactly. And, and one thing that we do as well, and I, maybe this helps in your projects is we really like using a trustworthy condensed person <laughs> And he can get those targets down. If you say, leave the last two years in, you'll always mm -hmm. have that history. Um, but then he can help you by doing that. I would imagine the targets go way down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the less amount of transactions you have there, 
by by default you'll have lower lowered the number of targets okay so, so yeah we talked a lot about targets and we talked a little bit about <laughs> uh, what is payroll and we talked about our new partnership with the uh, bookkeepers hq uh, so hopefully you join us uh, next week. Uh, we're not sure if we'll see Kate or Rachel, but we will see both. Uh, but we're <laughs> going to be talking about some duties in payroll. Who does what uh, in payroll? So look forward to seeing you next week and have a great one. Thank you. Great week. Have a good week. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you both. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.